Thank you, Yoni. I'm sitting here with Shelly Bryn, who is someone that I got to meet a couple of years ago and who's brought alive the tourism industry in the Malaya Dumim area. And I think many of you pass by Malaya Dumim on your way down to the Dead Sea or to Masada, but now I'm going to give you some reasons why you should stop on your way down and not just pass by. Hi, Shelly. How are you doing? Hi, Joanna. Thank you for having me today. My pleasure. So tell us a little bit about the Malaya Dumim area. Shelly, of course, lives in Malaya Dumim. And tell us a little bit about what you do with Tour Adumim. So Malaya Dumim is actually um, a modern city in Israel, a relatively new city. But actually, when we talk about Malaya Dumim, we talk about a region that spans from the city of Malaya Dumim all the way down to, almost down to the Dead Sea. Um, it has historical roots as being a main pilgrimage area, uh, up to Jerusalem, and surprisingly, there's a lot to do in the area. And the reason that I opened up Torah Dumim was to share this information and to bring people, um, even my own friends who live in Jerusalem, which is only about maybe seven to ten kilometers away, um, they don't even know about all the activities here in the Malay Dumim area. So what I'm trying to do is promote awareness and to create really exciting, educational, fun activities for families and groups that want to come and spend either part of a day or a full day here. So it's great. Through Fun in Jerusalem, I've promoted um, Shelley's tours, and some of them are focused on nature, some are focused on history, art, industry. So let's ask Shelley to tell us a little bit about each of those fields and the types of places she might take you and show you in, in the Adumim area. So usually, um, if I have a whole half a day or a day with a group, um, I like to start at one of the Judean Desert lookouts. Um, we have some spectacular uh, lookouts in the city, um, and from there we can talk about the historical significance of the area and the skyline, the Jerusalem skyline, what we see, the Judean Desert, the smaller yeshuvim on the hilltops, um, we talk about the history of the city of Malay Dumim, and it just really gives a good understanding and orientation for the rest of the day. Um, so we start at the Judean Desert Lookout, um, and then depending on the group, uh, I build the program based on what they're interested in and the ages of the participants. Um, some of the activities, for example, have to do with um, industry, um, and luckily Malay Dumim has an industrial park, uh, some of the more fun activities are the aeroponic rooftop farm, which is an extremely innovative project, um, a rooftop farm. And I've seen some beautiful pictures of that farm. Where you see like a whole rooftop of a building with, you know, all you can see is green. It's incredible. Right. Well, also taking consideration that it's in the middle of the Judean desert, and all of a sudden you have about four um, dunam, which is about an acre um, of just greenery is pretty incredible, but uh, compared to the other rooftop farms that are in the world, whether in Brooklyn or in Europe, this is a very unique one because of all the uh, technology that they've developed right, uh, right there at the rooftop farm, which really cannot be found anywhere else. So people really enjoy that. We walk around, we taste, we smell, we guess the herbs. Uh, the workers uh, demonstrate some of the unique uh, machinery there. Um, and then just a few minutes' ride from the rooftop farm is also another unique activity, which is the Mekamal Guitar Factory. Um, this is a very small workshop factory which um, produces handmade uh, guitars, vintage style from 
uh, 50s and 60s. And the first part of the program is we stand around the uh, artist, his name is Tal McMal, and he explains how he makes the guitars from scratch. We see the different kinds of woods and all the materials that he uses, and we hear his personal story. Um, and then we go into the other room, and there's a guest guitarist um, who demonstrates some of the features of the guitars, and we have a sing-along. Sometimes we have a guessing game. Uh, we break up into groups, and we hear, and we try to guess um, you know, which good, famous guitar player played a, a particular song. So it's a lot of fun, and it's very uh, multi-sensory. Um, I also, I have a good friend named Eva, so this is a shout-out to Eva, who came um, into town with her son, and they fell in love with the Moshe Castell Art Museum, so much so that they actually went back twice. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about that for people who love art? Sure. So we actually have two museums in the Adunim area. One is the Moshe Castell Museum. Uh, Moshe Castell is a very well-known name among Israelis. He was one of the first native-born Israeli artists. Um, he grew up in Jerusalem, and uh, originally his family came from Spain, from the Castile region. He came in 1492. Um, anyway, he grew up in Jerusalem, and when he was about 18 years old, he was so talented that his, uh, it was recommended that his family send him to uh, Paris. And so here you have this very young Israeli artist, and he's among the circles, the same circles as Picasso and Chagall, and you can see their influence on his work. Um, anyway, eventually he comes back to Israel, and uh, he spends some time in Sfat, and then back in Jerusalem. And he, although he never lived in Malea Dumim, he did pass by, and he loved the landscapes and the contours. And so he, he said that when he passed away, he, he wanted his work to be displayed here. Um, and so there's a beautiful museum, actually designed by David Resnick, who's a famous uh, architect. And uh, what I usually do is um, I have a local artist who gives family tours, who talks a little bit about the different rooms in the museum and the different stages of his life and the different, the different styles that he adopted over his lifetime until he reached his, his famous signature work using the uh, basalt rock and the ancient Hebrew letters. Um, and so I think if you saw it, you might recognize some of his work, uh, but it's definitely worth a visit. Very, very interesting and beautiful museum. It sounds like for someone, especially for art lovers, it's, it's got to be one of the stops on their itinerary for sure. Um, but one other thing I want to tell the listeners is how unique the area is in terms of weather, because now a lot of people are going to be coming for winter vacation or in February, and the biggest concern is what happens if it rains and what are we going to do? And I remember once being on a, as planning a day with my family, uh, my greater family that came in from LA, and saying to them, okay, we're going to plan the day in the Adumim area because it, it was pouring with rain in Jerusalem, and just as we crossed over into the desert, it was like a movie. It just stopped. Mm. felt like I was at Universal Studios. Mm. So um, what can you tell us about the weather in the winter and also about some of the factory tours? Mm. Okay, well, so you're right. Uh, actually... The winter is probably the best time to tour the Maledzmim area because it is semi-desert, um, and so it's drier. Often when it's raining in Jerusalem, it will be dry in Maledzmim, um, and it's a lovely time to uh, go from place to place as compared to the summer, which can uh, sometimes be rather warm. Um, but if in case it does rain, which it does once in a while, uh, I do offer these factory tours, and so we are indoor uh, indoors, and um, you know, you can stay dry and warm. 
Tell us about some of the delicious factory tours, like the Halva one. Uh, okay. <laughs> so one of the one of my favorite tours, or I should say one of my, the favorites of most of the tourists, is actually the uh, Tachina and Halva factory. If you've ever been to um, the Shuk, uh, the open market of Machane Yehuda in Jerusalem, you probably are familiar with a man who stands out with a crown and gives out little samples of chalva. So all of the chalva for this for the for the Machane Yehuda Shuk, as well as for everywhere in the country, is made in a factory that's in Malay Adumim. So the tour uh, actually is uh, has two parts, the tour of the factory, as well as uh, a tasting part, which of course is the best part. And you get to taste many different flavors of tahina and many different flavors of chalva, and then of course you can purchase them if you'd like. Um, that's probably the... That's probably the most delicious tour that I offer. Yes. Fantastic. So um, for everyone who's listening, I just want to tell you, you know, uh, Malaya Dumim does not have its own tourism department yet. And yet Shelley has created this incredible buzz about the city and, and, and let people know that there are so many different family tours they can take that she's t- brought over a thousand people into the city just in the last year. So it's really incredible. So I want Shelly to just tell us a little bit about what she sees in the future, what future projects she may work on or what she sees in the future for the city in Malad Dumim. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, again, as Joanna said, um, there is no uh, tourist department, although it's sorely needed in the city. And I do work with the city. Um, I have meetings, and um, we do have some areas of cooperation. I really hope to uh, deepen those connections and uh, take more of an active role in creating their tourist department. Um, one of the things that I really would like to do is see uh, an incentive program for the industrial area. I'm a firm believer in the the uh, combination of tourism and industry. I think, I think of all the tourists that have come, uh, there's nobody that doesn't like a good factory program. Um, everybody seems to like factory programs, and we're lucky in Malay Dumim in that we have about 330 different industries, and they just need to be, have some incentive to be pushed a little bit to enter into the uh, into the world of tourism. I think they also need to understand what the Anglo or English-speaking tourist is looking for, and that sometimes mm-hmm. it's just to understand what they're making and what their history is, and it's not more complicated than that. It's really just going behind the scenes. So I, I know on Fun in Jerusalem that factory tours are usually the most searched terms on the site, mm-hmm. so that sounds great. Well, okay, I want to just thank Shelly very much. If anybody would like to reach Shelly um, to plan a trip when they're here, you can email adumim, A-D-U-M-I-M, at funinjerusalem.com. Um, what she didn't get a chance to tell you is there are also some up-and-coming wineries in the area. So if you're looking for a tour involving nature, history, art, industry, wineries, um, Shelly is the person to speak to. And so, uh, Yoni, let us know next time you're in town and you can be sure we'll set up a special tour for you. Now back to you, Yoni.